Hello, welcome back to How About That Crypto? You are watching your daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. Today's news stories are BlockFi's interest account is deemed a security and a settlement has been made with the SEC to make it legit. Treasury Department adds clarity to the travel rule for miners. This is a huge win for industry and we'll dive into that in just a second. KPMG Canada, one of the big four accounting firms, adds Bitcoin and Ethereum to corporate balance sheets. Hugely bullish. All right. So if you like or don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. Please subscribe. Click the bell on YouTube. If you're listening on podcast, please give me five stars and subscribe and click the notification bell. It helps support the channel and it doesn't cost you anything. And just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is entertainment purposes only. You can use this information to do your own research. I leave all the links in the comments section below. All right, Bloomberg reports, BlockFi to pay $100 million to the SEC on crypto lending. Interview with CEO Zach Prince indicates that BlockFi is a crypto platform with loans, interest accounts, credit cards, and trading crypto. So I use BlockFi, full disclosure. I find that BlockFi is pretty awesome. I pay 8.75% interest on my USDC, which is equal to $1. So basically, it's a stable coin, which means it doesn't fluctuate up and down. I also get 4% or something like that on my Bitcoin, and I get four and a half percent on my Ethereum. And uh, I'll dive into a little bit more information on what this means for those interest accounts. For those of you who do not have them, this is going to be important. And for those of you who do have one, this is very important. Okay, so the SEC uh, settlement regarding the interest accounts considers paying interest as a security. So so think of, think of it like this. When the interest account is a product. And you're purchasing the product by giving them your money. And in exchange for giving them your money, they're promising a return. And that return is based off of the BlockFi's ability to use that money to loan it out and make enough money to pay me my return and make a profit, which means I'm expecting them to do something, which is considered a security. And I would definitely not disagree with that. Uh, and it's always seemed like it was security. The fact that it wasn't a registered product is kind of crazy to me, but now it's going to be. So the settlement, it says it's a no fault. And I got a, a, uh, a video for you. So let's do that real quick. All right, this is the CEO interview with... Bloomberg. Um, this issue really came to a head for us about seven months ago. Um, and like I said, our focus was on protecting our clients' ability to uh, to earn interest and finding a regulatory construct under which we could do that. So, you know, I'd highlight two key things from the settlement. One, it's a neither admit nor deny settlement and that we cooperated with regulators throughout. And two, that the settlement very clearly lays out a path to registration of a crypto interest bearing security, which we believe will be a win not only for BlockFi, but also for the broader cryptocurrency industry because of the clarity that it brings. Now, SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce, who's known for being more crypto friendly, thought that this All right. So let's uh, shut that off for me real quick. 
All right. So what is he saying? Basically, he's saying that this is this is believed to be a win for the industry and uh, believed to be blazing trails for other platforms because once they go through the process to register uh, their interest account as a security project, then other companies can do so. I don't know if uh, if you watch if you've been watching my show, we've talked about how Coinbase wanted to offer a lending and yield product. So just like in a savings account, you put your money in a savings account and you get interest. Well, they get the banks are able to pay you interest because they use that money to make loans. So they might rent, they might give you give out a loan for say 8% and they'll pay you 0.25%. Well, basically is what happens. And, and then the crypto industry is making loans for even higher rates, but they're able to pay you even higher. You know, they have less costs, maybe. I don't know how they're able to pay such high, but they are able to pay it. And now that's going to be a registered security product. We'll see if the interest rates go down. And if they're able to stay up higher, then we'll be able to really kind of peek behind the curtain and understand exactly what they're doing with this money, which will likely make the interest rates go down. But we'll see about that. Now, that said, if you already have an interest account like I do, then you're grandfathered in. You don't have to worry about them coming and taking your interest product away from you. So no investors are being hurt in this settlement, which is pretty awesome. You know, the SEC has a mandate to protect investors. And if they make a rule that hurts investors, then they're not doing their mandate. So they're not fulfilling their mandate. <clears throat> they also need to make sure that everybody is doing what they're supposed to do on the on the other side, like the businesses are, are registering their products. And like with the SEC and Ripple lawsuit that I've been covering in, in, in extensively, you know, I've been hurt because of this of this lawsuit that's been going on. Well, this settlement uh, with BlockFi is pretty awesome, and it also helps. It it'll give you give us quarterly reporting on audited financials. It'll give us disclosures, which will be different and standardized, which then will set a precedent and a pathway for other platforms to offer these registered products. So that competition should help keep the interest rates up. And at least in theory. So that's pretty awesome. And that's pretty bullish. Moving on. Uh, okay. According to the SEC, there's something called a travel rule. The travel rule requires all financial institutions to pass on certain information. And so, for example, if I, if I move money from, my, from one bank to another, that bank has to get my my details. My that bank has in order to accept my the money and be for me to be able to move do that. The bank on the other end has to have my social and my driver's license or my passport, some sort of identifying information. Well, that's the same with crypto companies. Like if I open up an account with Coinbase, an exchange, a crypto exchange, I have to provide them just like I do any other financial institution with my social security number and my identifying documents. Now, there was a rule that was slipped into the infrastructure bill or, or sorry, a definition of uh, a, a broad definition of what a broker or dealer is in the crypto industry, which was saying that miners, the, the interpretation of the rule of the law that's been or the portion inside of the infrastructure bill could be interpreted to include 
crypto miners and crypto stakers. These are the people that validate the transactions, you know, to make it and, and spread it across the across the globe on all these different computers. And that's what keeps the network secure. Well, they don't collect information. They're just processing transactions. There's like these little machines that are just running. They're programmed to run. So they're not able to collect that information. So essentially this bill, the infrastructure bill, the one that passed, not the one that didn't. Yes, there are two. And there was one that passed. And the one that passed had this in there. So it was a de facto ban on crypto because it made you a felon if you had a machine in your basement running crypto uh bitcoin transactions in the basement you know it also keeps your house warm in the winter because those things run so hot out now that said there's been a, a bunch of fighting going on saying like this is should not be in there we need to amend this rule well bloomberg reports in a in an article called treasury signals crypto miners won't face irs reporting rule so i'll pull that up real quick and that is so not that one right there. Okay, so Treasury signals crypto miners won't face IRS reporting rule. Now it says here in the very beginning, the US Treasury Department indicated that it plans to spare crypto miners and stakers from rules that would require digital asset brokers to turn over information on their clients' transactions to the IRS. Not only does this make sense from a technical standpoint, but look at that right there. It says require digital asset brokers to turn over information on transactions to the irs well someone's gonna have they're either either coinbase is gonna have to send my social security number to these people process the transactions or or i'm gonna have to give it to them which is also a negative i don't want that information going around to anybody especially considering like i could be processing transactions which means i could be getting your 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 social security number i mean it's ridiculous so this is positive for sure. It's considered a big win for the industry. And uh, if you check this out, we move down here. In a letter obtained by Bloomberg News, Treasury Assistant Secretary for Legislative Affairs, Jonathan Davidson said the department's view is that in ancillary parties who cannot get access to information that is useful to the IRS are not intended to be captured by the reporting requirements for brokers. That language signals that people who use mining or staking to validate crypto transactions, as well as software and, and hardware providers, will be able to avoid demands. This is huge. This is clarity. Now, of course, this is all not official, but we're going to come out with the official language. But this is direct from the horse's mouth, which is exactly what we want. No third party information. Okay. So there, now there is a challenge here. There's some in the Senate that are trying to clarify the language. And before the infrastructure bill passed, but it would, in order to change the language, you would have all 100 senators agree. And it's amazing that we can get anything done these days, considering the polarization in crypto and the industry, or not in the industry, but in in our poli politics, in, in, in America, it's so polarized, it's so hard to get things done. So it's not a surprise that that did not get done. So this does leave the industry vulnerable. If the law is just being interpreted by regulation and the Treasury Department, that means next time we get a new administration who is not friendly to crypto, they could set us up for failure. So we do want this rule change, but for now, this is awesome. We don't have to worry as much. We can still lobby to get this amendment done. All right, moving on. KPMG gets into crypto. 
Now, if you don't know who KPMG is, then I'm going to tell you, and they are huge. KPMG is a global network of professional firms providing audit, tax, and advisory services. They are considered one of the big four accounting firms. Governments and businesses around the world use their services. They are a big deal. Okay. Bloomberg reports, yes, there's a lot of articles from Bloomberg today that is not normal. It just so happens that they did a good job reporting on these specific topics I wanted to bring to you today, which I mentioned I would talk about yesterday. All right, KPMG, and the, the article is titled, here, I'll pull that up for you. All right, KPMG adds Bitcoin, Ethereum to corporate balance sheets. So KPMG in Canada said it added Bitcoin and Ethereum to the corporate balance sheet. And they say that it's because of their commitment to technologies and asset classes. And they also purchased carbon offsets to be good on ESG, which is you know, one of the things that the, I would say the biggest fight, considering what the feds have been able to do to recover stolen crypto, the illicit transaction argument is dissipating. Now, the biggest argument now is attacking, is crypto an anti-dollar and is crypto bad for the environment? Those are really the only two issues that I can see that are preventing crypto from wide mainstream adoption, as well as ease, uh, figuring out the regulations. So they make good on on their ESG commitments, which is environmental social governments, which basically says like, don't, basically people want to invest in companies they know are good for, that are not harming the environment, they're good for society. And so there are these ESG rules that are being implemented. There's still not a lot of clarity around them, but that's what's something that the SEC is working on. Well, in Canada, so KPMG is a global company and uh, their Canadian arm is able to purchase Bitcoin and Ethereum. This is because Canada is in leads, leads the US in adoption of digital assets and clarity. They have a spot ETF that's been approved, which we've been waiting for. So a spot ETF, it means that someone goes and buys Bitcoin and then sells, sells as allows people to buy shares from their normal broker. So basically a person who has Charles Schwab or Fidelity and they have all their money and all their investments in there and they don't want to move it around and open up a bunch of accounts, which is most people, to be honest with you, most people don't want a bunch of accounts. They want to be able to buy Bitcoin, Ethereum and crypto. And they, they have, ex many people have expressed this, which is why the big banks and investment firms want the clarity from the SEC. And we're hoping that that comes soon. Well, the SEC is saying that we can't even have a spot ETF, but Canada, Canada figured it out. So why can't we? I don't know. And yes, Canada is ahead of us, okay, on this. Now, they, um, okay, so KPMG adds it to their balance sheet. They purchase offsets. They use Gemini Trust to do it. Gemini is a crypto exchange. It has institutional grade custody solutions. So basically, Gemini is the Winklevoss or the Winklevoss twins. And if you don't know who that is, and then hopefully you saw the movie Social Network, which is about the rise of Facebook. It is the two twin brothers who Mark Zuckerberg ripped off their idea and stole it, and he had to settle with them. And so these guys have built up a, a regulation forward 
regulation first crypto exchange they've been the most like proactive in crypto uh regulations and making sure they're you know playing good and uh, they are being used by kpmg so that's a big sign for gemini so if they trust them maybe we can too not financial investing advice okay so something down here i wanted to bring to your attention all right having gone through this process ourselves now this is kpmg's announced statement Having gone through this process ourselves now, we're confident we can guide clients and prospective clients through the process of crypto asset treasury allocation. Our investment allows us to share our journey, our experiences, our challenges with them so that we can help them navigate the crypto asset world. Makes so much sense. They help with accounting and auditing and tax, et cetera. So it makes sense that they want to be able to do it themselves so that when a company that they, comes to them, they can help them figure out how to have it on their balance sheet. Now, it is very tricky. And if you've been watching my news, I talked about micro strategies. Micro strategies is owned by Michael Saylor. Michael Saylor is the number one Bitcoin bull in the world. He's the one that got Elon Musk to purchase Bitcoin and put it on the Tesla balance sheet. Okay, so you Got that now. All right. So MicroStrategies has hundreds, over 100,000 Bitcoin on their balance sheet. It's huge. And when and the way that the acceptable accounting in the U.S. is says that the Bitcoin can't be seen as a capital asset, meaning it can't be seen as something that is money. It, has, it can only be seen as a goodwill or basically like not to be accounting specific, but think of it like this. If I buy a chair in the salon, then every year that chair, the value of that chair goes down and it's on some sort of standardized schedule. So every year I can write it down, say 10% or 20% or whatever. Well, if the chair, chair price value of the chair drops all of a sudden, because all of a sudden there's some new technology that enables chairs to be made super fast and cheap, well, then I can write that down and I can get that a write off on my balance sheet. Well, like at the end of the year in taxes, well, there's SEC is basically saying that's what Bitcoin is. You can write it down, but you can't write it up. So KPMG is here trying to figure this out so that other companies can get it on their balance sheet. So once the SEC clarifies these rules and whatever needs to change needs to be needs to be changed is changed, KPMG is going to be set up to help them. So they are anticipating this to happen as well as other other companies around the world. This is all huge. This is great news. This is helping me feel a little bit better about investing in crypto and holding on to my crypto, meaning regulatory oversight is coming. Someone like KPMG is just, you know, just beneath the government. If they're doing it, then the likelihood that the government kind of comes in line because the government looks and talks to these people. These people are like number one in understanding, interpreting these uh, rules that are set up by the IRS and uh, all these other laws around financial products, et cetera. So this is all good. What do you think about all this? What do you think about the KPMG? What do you think about KPMG buying crypto? What do you think about, what are my other stories? BlockFi's interest account and becoming a registered security and being able to offer offer interest without concerns of regulatory shutdowns. And what do you think about the fact that the treasury is saying that, oh, by the way, this rule that was a de facto ban, 
you don't have to worry about it. So what do you think? I think it's bullish. Tell me what you think. Leave a comment below. Please like, subscribe. It really helps support me. It doesn't cost you anything. And until tomorrow, have a good day. Hoddle on. Peace.